everybody. Welcome to the Escalator to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast with Robert and Caitlin. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I'm learning. And we are continuing our march through the series. And we have arrived this week at Season 2, Episode 18, Brush with Greatness. And so Caitlin is going to begin in our usual fashion. So take us away with the specs. Yes. Uh, season two, episode 18, Brush with Greatness, production code 7F18, written by Brian K. Roberts, <laughs> directed, uh. <laughs> directed by Jim Reardon uh, with David Silverman as a supervising director. It- <laughs> Are you auditioning to be uh, the the announcer for the prices, right? Would you like this showcase showdown? <laughs> uh, no. Thank you for your audition. You're welcome. I, I can't hire you onto the show, though. I'm sorry. Oh. Um, okay. So uh, we are. Yeah, we. I'm excited about this episode. Um, I. I, I remember watching this episode okay. when I was a little kid. I, I I I am familiar with the basic plot of the episode, but there's a lot in here. There's a lot that I did not remember. Okay, so I'm looking forward to chatting about that. So, but before we do that, uh, I'm going to start with I uh, gotta say I'm so sorry, everybody. Oops! Oops! I fucked up. I'm so sorry. My apologies. Mea culpa, everyone. Uh, uh, je suis désolé. Lo siento. Um, I, I, I fucked up in the sense that I, uh, I misspoke. Uh, I, I don't think it was our last episode. I think it was the one before. But I said in a recent episode that there was no law school in <laughs> Virginia in the 18th century. And that's not true. There was no law school in Virginia until the late 1770s in Virginia when the chair for uh, the professorship of law and police was established at the College of William and Mary. So I could feel the judgment coming from our loyal fans out there telling me that there was in fact a <laughs> law school here in the 18th century. I know that all of you care very deeply about that and therefore I felt the need to say i'm sorry my bad go try <laughs> go try okay so caitlin i'm sorry to say that you also fucked up i also fucked up but i fucked up in the form of an omission that uh-huh. i completely forgot about yeah. um in old money you asked me if the song that grandpa was singing or they were t- singing on the beach yeah um when b and grandpa go like frolicking around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you asked me if that was a real song, and yes, it is a real song. It is a Gershwin song, uh-huh. as I said in that episode. I also forgot to mention that that is also the song that Skinner and Mrs. Kerbopple dance to in Grade School Confidential. Oh, when they are when they are kind of in the standoff situation with the police. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When they yeah. turn the lights on and they blast the music. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yes. the disco ball and like yeah. Bart, Bart's in there, like, oh god, get me out of here. Yeah. Yeah, but it's such a nice scene. Yeah, it's the same song. I love that episode, but uh, yeah, I I totally blanked on that. Yeah, I while guess we were you do love that this. episode. You did a whole painting. I about painted it. it in the closet. Yeah, which which leads me to our shout out for this week. We have two. So the first one, I would like to give a shout out to our loyal friend and follower, Benton Parker. Hey, Benton. Benton. What's up, bud? Thank you so much for reaching out and chatting with us. Uh, we are happy to... Um, uh, we're happy to hear from our fans when they reach <laughs> out to us. Uh, why are you laughing? Mm. Yeah, we have fans. We're cool. Okay. We're very cool. Okay. Just ask Benton. 
Okay. Who reached out to us. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, uh, thank you, Benton, for reaching out to us. And uh, it's been a lot of fun to dissect and overanalyze these episodes as we are continuing our way through the series. But in relation to Caitlin's uh, mural, the mural of Skinner and Krabappel in our linen closet, if you are not familiar with that, we did an episode on that, a bonus episode. And it's on the Instagram, too. Yes, it is on our Instagram as well. So you can take a look at the work, not only finished, but while it was in progress. Um, I would like to say a very special shout out. Hi, everybody, to all of our new followers yeah. who made their way here from the group of uh, the Facebook group Rancho Relaxo. Um, we had uh, a whole bunch of people from that group. From uh, I posted in the group about our 50th episode, and then, of course, we posted mm-hmm. Caitlin's mural in the group as well. So we have gathered a whole bunch of new followers from yeah. that group. Thank you, so everybody. If you, yeah, if you are one of those folks, uh, welcome, and thank you so much for your kind words and support. I'm glad you all like the mural. I think that Caitlin now has, I think that post has something like, 1800 likes on it now oh i don't know <laughs> i think it's got I, i'm <laughs> I serious when i say i think it has like 300 or 400 comments or something like that oh wow and like okay. every one i of haven't them, looked at it yeah like every one of them <laughs> is just like great job you know this is amazing that kind of stuff uh and it is amazing because you are amazing oh i didn't do anything <laughs> Uh, yeah, you did. I you just drew that. cartoon characters on you, our, our wall. You improved the value of our house with a mural. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I should sign it. I need, I I mean to do oh, that. Oh yeah, I haven't you done should, that. Yeah, you should sign it. I should sign it and then um, auction it off. No, I'm kidding. Oh, uh, uh, well, gonna... I was gonna say something. I don't remember. Anyway. Anyways, okay. uh, welcome all of y'all who who are new to the podcast. Thank Even you, if you have for not joining come us. Come by way of the Rancho Relaxo post. We sure do appreciate you being here, and we are going to continue on to the episode now. So we are here at Brush with Greatness. I'm going to start with the synopsis, which is yeah. from the Simpsons Wiki. That is Simpsons.fandom.com. There will be a link in the description if you want to go check it out. So the synopsis being. Marge's interest in art is reawakened when Homer finds old portraits of Ringo Starr that Marge painted in her days as a teenager. Marge takes an art class at the local college, wins an art competition, and is commissioned to paint a portrait of Mr. Burns. Meanwhile, Homer begins exercising after getting stuck in a water park ride and humiliated on the evening news. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot in this episode. I think the the synopsis does a pretty good job of of covering most of it. And we have a real deal B plot here. Yes. Uh, which is uh, Homer. noted in the synopsis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, in the last line there, but yeah, we have the B plot of Homer feeling uh, insecure about his weight because yep. of what happens to him. Yep. In addition to, of course, the business with Marge and her art. Yeah. So starting. Let's start. Okay. Credits. (laughs) Here we go. Anything? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, as far as the credits themselves is concerned, just the general credits. Oh, you're going to talk about the chalkboard gag? Yes. Okay. Uh, The chalkboard gag um, is uh, Bart writing on the wall. Oh, chalkboard, of course. I will not hide behind the Fifth Amendment. Hmm. What is the Fifth Amendment, Caitlin? Do you know? Do not incriminate yourself. uh, I plead the Fifth. The, um, you, can, uh, you do not have to testify against yourself. Yes. Uh, so you uh, and it also prevents uh, double jeopardy. Right. Uh, and uh, at any rate, so Bart is hiding behind uh, the fifth, uh, fifth Amendment in the way that, as you said just a second ago, mm-hmm. 
People are pleading the fifth. Mm-hmm. Or has he been charged twice for the same crime? Ooh, I don't know. In which case, I would say that's a legitimate uh, complaint, Bart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> although that is uh, dealing specifically with felonies. So <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. But anyway. I'm not a lawyer. Yeah, there's been an awful lot of talk in the news here recently about uh, amendments, uh, in particular to the 14th Amendment, uh, as regards the recent uh, hearings by way of the Supreme Court and not hearings, but rulings, rulings. by way of the Supreme Court. Uh, so fuck them. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that it is important for us to note here that uh, we here at the Escalator to Nowhere believe in equal rights and protection under the law, which is defined as, or rather is the definition of, I would make the argument, liberty. Of course, Voltaire says that no word has caused more strife and difficulty among men than that of liberty. That's true. Uh, However, uh, if you uh, are a a person who desires to live in a place of liberty, wherein we have equal application of rights under the law, then it is our responsibility as members of the Republic to defend the rights of others when they are encroached upon. So there you are. Well done. Okay, thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, moving on. So, moving away from the chalkboard gag, we get uh, eventually uh, all the credits look the same to me. Otherwise, uh, they pretty, just... they're abbreviated, but they're not like super short. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like I think it was last week where like he was still at the chalkboard gag, and I was like, "This is taking a long time yeah. for him to do this." <laughs> yeah. No, it was. I think it was just the standard credits. Yep. And at the end, um, they all pile onto the couch, and Homer's side of the couch tips the rest of the over. Uh, and an allusion to what what's going to happen. That's episode. like the second week in the row. That's that. that, that the third. Uh, because, because, uh, that is happening. The third <laughs> Sorry. week. Can't talk. Uh, because uh, we had the um, the animals on the couch for Bart's dog. Oh, that's right. And that's then we right. had Grandpa on the couch last week. That's right. Yeah. So uh, I've it, never really paid attention to that tying into the episode before, but you know, here I think, we are. I think the reason is because once they get into syndication, I'm not. I don't think that they still run them in in, in the same way. Uh, in, when when they are in syndication, okay. I uh, I don't think it's the same. You're saying gags. they changed this? They changed them around? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. And oh. there are occasions, and they're noted on the wiki. Don't give me that look because okay. it's noted on the wiki that uh, the couch gags could be this or this with some of the episodes. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, let's see that look you gave me. I could I, mean, I could see beyond that pop filter over there. <laughs> I'm just a little. Uh skeptical of that but that's okay uh uh, all right so i'm gonna take a screenshot of it fine we're gonna open (laughs) you do that dear i will it's my right as an american we open we open the episode Uh to the announcer yes saying live from mount splashmore Mm -hmm. the tri-county area's funnest water recreation facility it's the Krusty the Clown show. Yeah, I, uh, I, I knew as soon as as soon as they showed the sign for Mount Splashmore mm-hmm. that we were about to get one of my favorite songs from the entirety of the series. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Krusty Krusty show is on the road. Yep, broadcasting from Mount Splashmore. Yep, they've been doing it for a week. Uh huh. And so, Krusty uh, is saying, you know, everybody's been great to him and to his. House sideshow Mel, who mm-hmm. uh, who does not, by the by, he doesn't speak. No, he does not speak, and he, he doesn't sh- have a slide whistle either. No, he, he has doesn't. a horn instead. Yeah, uh, and Krusty here notes that the food and the grog were great. Mm-hmm. They had a brunch yesterday with fresh fruit, which mm-hmm. no doubt, of course, included mm, strawberries. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. And the most delicious melon. 
And then he said, we ate till we plotzed. Have we talked specifically about Krusty's Jewish heritage before? We have, I think we've referred to the episode and uh, we've called him Herschel and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I don't mean us. I mean, have the Simpsons mentioned oh, that he is Jewish I before? don't think... No, I don't think so. I don't think... And that, I think that episode is relatively soon. I think it's a season three. Okay. Be, yeah, no, we oh, haven't. Oh, you, you mean um, with... Uh, uh, oh, what's it called? Anyway, the one with his father? With his dad, yeah. Yeah, Hyman. Hyman. Hyman Krzysztofski. Oh, yes, and we definitely mentioned it because Plato, remember, looked like Hyman Krzysztofski. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We talked about that. Um, um, so I have a couple of things about this. Okay. Number one, did this not take you back to TGIF, like the shows that ran on ABC on Friday nights? Did you not? You probably oh, didn't watch it. I don't think I ever watched any of those. You oh, know, you know okay. why? Because wrestling was on. No, because we were never home. Oh, we always right. ate dinner out. That's true. And so we so, never were home okay. when these shows were on. Okay, so every now and then, TGIF was on ABC, which uh-huh. we all know is owned by Disney. Yes, God. God damn Disney. <laughs> hey, can we pl- just, I'm sorry, I'm just going to put a Thank pin Thank you for this. putting the Simpsons in their entirety on the internet so we can all watch them, but for quote, fuck's sake. Quote, unquote, entirety, uh, because once we hit episode one of season three, we're going to have to find another way to watch that episode. Really? Yeah, you didn't know that? Uh-uh. No, when Stark Raving Dad is, Dad is not on here because Michael Jackson is a guest uh, voice. They took it off. Um, but, I didn't realize that was that episode. But luckily, we have some friends who have the entirety of the series on the on DVD, so okay. we can watch that one. You know, for a long, I am sure the internet could also help us out. For, oh, yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for a long time, uh, they would not run in syndication Homer versus the City of New York yeah. uh, because... Not because only were the Twin Towers there, but because somebody in Tower 2 says, sorry, they put all the jerks in Tower 1. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, at any rate, I'm glad that that episode is back on uh, right. and available. But okay. Stark Raving Dad, it's not. Okay. Anyways, go ahead. So TGIF, they, it was like a block of like two hours that showed like Full House, Family Matters, uh, it's a rare condition. Step by Step, which was one of my step favorites. Okay. Uh-huh. Um. Every now and then, they would have an episode where the family, or the main family, would go to Disney World. And oh. that's what this reminds me of. It also reminds me of, like, Wheel of Fortune when they will go to, like, Florida yeah. or wherever. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Also, I was watching TV yesterday, and I learned that The View will be broadcasting from the Bahamas for a week oh. coming up. Oh, so that's kind of just, like, the vibe <laughs> I got from this. Um, you know, I, I, th- I thought that you were going down the direction of Disney owning ABC and therefore uh, Good Morning America is uh, always promoting just, Disney it, crap. Welcome to our capitalist society, everybody, we, where everything you are consuming is a commercial. The, um, uh, the uh, big thing right now, or not right now, but the big thing almost always is that if you watch Good Morning America, they will spend an an incredible amount of time talking about the bachelor yeah who fucking cares but it's on abc it, yeah exactly so uh um, so you want if you watch like the 7 to seven thirty block of good morning america you're getting actual news everything else is meant for the moms who are staying home taking care of their kids after the other kids get on the bus i, I mean i'm not i don't mean that in a derogatory way ex- except towards good morning america <laughs> 
I, uh, I, I have to tell you, I, I, I just feel happier in general just watching local news. Yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> I, re- fair. I really do. Anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, anyways, that is to say that uh, yes, Krusty is is obviously and clearly just doing a commercial yeah. for Mount Splashmore. Did we say but, why we we mentioned the Jewish heritage? Because he says we ate until we plot. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I, I think I said that, but if I didn't, yes, he's, that's he mentions all the food and says ate until we plot. And the word plots is um, pooping. Uh, yeah, it's um, Yiddish, right? I believe so. You're, you're taking you're taking Yiddish. I I have uh, sidelined my Yiddish studies in lieu of Spanish because I can do it faster in Duolingo. Oh yeah, and keep my streak up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because I I am like not I'm not fluent, but I'm like I understand Spanish way better than I understand Yiddish. Uh huh. What's uh What's your streak at now? Uh, forty. Today is my forty second day. Oh boy. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I I don't remember. I, You're I'm, like seven hundred a million trillion. Yeah, I, I think I actually am at um seven fifty eight now. Okay, but show I, off. I've used I've used streak freezes. I use like a streak freeze at least like once a month on the on it because something will happen. You just can't do it. Like you're at a wedding or something. Yeah. That's what happened to me this week. Anyway. Me too. Carry on. Uh, So uh, Mount Splashmore is... uh, is, I I thought Caitlin probably would really enjoy the scene with Mount Splashmore because there's an awful lot of ancillary kids. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't really like pay that much attention, honestly. And there was one that looked a lot like Bart. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah. Uh, And so I, I thought... I thought that you would really enjoy oh, I just, these little children. I just assumed that they're not in... Well, I guess they are in Springfield, but I just... I Honestly, it didn't occur to me to think about that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so, at any rate, we then... Uh, we then cut into uh, the Simpsons household. Uh, and, of course, Bart and Lisa are watching this on TV. And Krusty says, I hope all you kids come uh, come out this weekend and really pack this place just to show mm-hmm. how grateful I am. And he, he goes so far as says, I told them you would. Don't make me a liar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pressure's on, Krusty. <laughs> so he, yeah, he's basically just plugging this place, wanting the the viewers to go. Bart and Lisa are sitting on the couch together. Yep. And it's very idyllic, like... Bart turns to Lisa and he goes, it has been a great week, hasn't it, Lisa? Yeah. And he holds her hand and it's very sweet and cute. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, just kind of reiterating the fact that like Krusty's done a pretty good job of plugging this place because they're feeling it. Yo, I, I remember watching commercials when I was a little kid. And just being like, they're talking to me. Mm-hmm. Like they want, I should have this thing that they're right. advertising. Micro machines, or the one I remember really the most was that we. I think we talked about Power Wheels on the show mm-hmm. here before. It was Power Wheels that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, I'm not a small person. I've never been a small person, and I was a big fat kid, and I was too big to fit <laughs> in those Power Wheels things. But I wanted one so bad. Yeah. Um, but I never actually got one. Uh, and the reason was just because of the promotion, the kids, yeah. the kid promotion, right? Just like those weird gusher commercials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we, I think we talked about those last week. We definitely did. Uh, so the, uh, I think it's Lisa who says this is a rather shameless promotion. Yeah, she and does. then because Bart, replies. Bart goes, "Hey, it worked on me," and then she goes, "Me, me too. too." Yep. So we cut to Homer oh. now. Oh, oh wait, we we have we have not yet uh 
talked about the Frankie Act skips over this part, but the song, the Mount Splashmore <gasps> oh, song, yeah. is a uh, y'all. Uh, we are going to talk about art in this episode, and this is a work of art. This is a <laughs> great joke. Um, uh, the song goes, "I take, I want to go to Mount Splashmore. Take me, take me, take me, take me now, 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 now." <laughs> <laughs> It is a work of art. I loved it. I I I, uh, I knew it was coming. I was ready for it, and I laughed out loud anyway. Right. Uh, so I love that song, and uh, so it works on the kids. They acknowledge it, and yes. then Homer is sleeping. He's snoring on the couch. Yep. And then we see Lisa and Bart, and they're standing over the couch, and they're they wake up Homer. And they say. Will you take us to Mount Splashmore? Mm-hmm. And he says, no. Yes. We enter this montage then is what ins- it is. <laughs> yeah. In, in, every, in every scenario, uh, it, the implication is that it, uh, every, day, every scenario throughout the day, they are asking the same question. Will you take us to Mount Splashmore? Yeah. Will you take us to Mount Splashmore? They're, Will you take us to Mount Splashmore? So Homer's asleep on the couch. He's like getting ready to go to work. Uh-huh. They're eating dinner. Yep. They're watching TV. Homer's yep. in the shower. They're yep. in bed. They've got their bed. faces pressed against the glass yeah, in, the, in, yeah, the shower in the shower scene. Yeah, and then like Homer and Marge are in bed and they're still doing it. And you know what this scene adds? a lot of weight too. What's that? Can we have a bull dad? Can we have a bull dad? Can we have a bull dad? But they don't do that. They like, he knows now Mm -hmm. that they will keep doing that until he relents. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's true. Yep. Yep. So anyway, finally Homer says, are there, they're, um, sorry, Homer and Marjorie are in bed. Bart and Lisa are up to their old tricks. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, if I take you to, will you shut up and quit bugging me? And then they go, yes, of course. And then he goes, or then they go, well, will you take us to Mount Splashmore? And then he finally says, yes. Yeah. And he doesn't say it, does it? No, he, he yells he, it. Yeah. He, if I, he, you know, if, if I take you, will you two shut up and quit bugging me? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Will you take us to Mount Splashmore? And, and then, and then yes! he finally, yeah, he finally says yes. <laughs> yep. So then, um, we see the family's waiting in the car for Homer and Homer mm-hmm. is trying to squeeze into his swim trunks. So speaking of squeezing, I, uh, I wrote down here, there's lots of jokes early in this episode. Mm-hmm. They're, we're just popping back and forth with these and we get a really good one with this swimsuit. Yeah. Uh, and it's just a visual gag because the butt of Homer's uh, swimsuit has a smiley face on it. Uh-huh. And then after he squeezes into it and ties it just barely on the front, he turns around and it the, is of course, sad. It's a sad face. Yeah. Let us <laughs> let us talk about the outfit that's going on here. His outfit? Yes. Okay. Is that a t-shirt that is sheer? Oh. Or is it a tan line? I think it's a tan line. Me too. Yeah, I think it's a Which one. is strange, but... Eh. Yeah, it's it, it's an unusual representation. It's a tank to- It's like a tank top. Yeah. And it, it that just hit me strange. And you see it several times throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it implies that Homer is walking around outside a good deal in, yeah. in what we... I, the yeah tank top is that what we're calling them now we're not wife beater yeah that's, that's yeah what, that's what i grew up calling them Same. i think some people don't really go for that anymore uh yeah like a, an so. under sh- an undershirt tank top situation yeah a ribbed cotton undershirt there you go <laughs> with sleeves without no sleeves. sleeves yes <laughs> yeah uh 
that's that just kind of hit me like what what is going on but i guess like if we're this is a very like homer body centric episode so maybe Uh it's just to to like supplement that i don't know well i think uh although hang on a second though i'm Let's take a look at this here. Because if you look at the image, when he gets into the car and yeah. his belly hits the horn, yeah, uh, the bottom part of his belly, which would be where the, sh- the shirt mm. ends before his pants it's begin, yellow. it's yellow, yeah. So I, I think it's intended to be a tan line. but uh, Yeah, it's like either that or like he's wearing a sheer <laughs> shirt, which doesn't make any sense at all. Right. It's just an odd, it was an odd choice. Is what I guess I am getting at. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I mean, that's fine. Um, so, anyways, they are heading into Mount Splashmore. And uh, the, the, the whole point of Homer with this swimsuit and then getting in the car and his belly being on the horn, mm-hmm. uh, he actually tells Lisa he's going to have to push the seat back and the seat is already as far back as it can go, yeah. is that Homer has put on some Homer's weight. Yeah, Homer's gotten a little chonky uh-huh. and uh, it's, it's an issue. That's right. And so, Anyways, we are on our way to Mount Splashmore now. Right. Uh, they are walking around and like Marge is like, oh, we don't want to get separated. But then of course, like Lisa and Bart just go and do their own thing. Oh, that's him. That's Homer. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He cuts out and Homer is alone. Marge is even gone. Oh, uh, oh out okay. of that. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> are you okay? Over <laughs> yes. <there? laughs> uh, so uh, at any rate, uh, Bart and Lisa run off into, uh, run off into the park and mm-hmm. they run up to a ride called H2 Whoa. Which is funny. I uh-huh. like that. <laughs> and so they look at the, there's a turnstile out there and they, uh, Bart says, all right, no line. Cause there's nobody at the mm-hmm. turnstile. And of course, once they, they get- round the corner and what it, do they see? Yep. Tons and tons and tons of people. We get an unintentional reference to a recent uh, television show in this moment here. Uh, while they're showing the line of massive people, they cut over to what is essentially an M.C. Escher-style painting, you know, where the stairs circle Mm -hmm. onto themselves, Mm -hmm. and it looks very similar to the stairs in Squid Game. Oh. Okay. I did not make that connection. (laughs) I'm sorry, you don't think so. (laughs) So, Oh, I didn't say that. I just said I didn't make that connection. So, uh... Bart, they're both like, oh, no, this this is bad. And then Bart turns to Lisa and says, okay, turn on those waterworks. And so she starts crying. Yep, crying for mommy. And so that then gives them the right of way, I guess, to essentially cut everybody in yeah, line. Yeah, they're barging in front of everybody. Yep, to get the front of line. exactly. Because uh, Lisa says, I want my mommy. I want my mommy. So Bart's helping her, quote, unquote, find her mom, mm-hmm. who is... At the beginning of the line. <laughs> and she does a really great job because they get her to the front of the yep. line. Bart even acknowledges it here and says, nice work, babe. Mm-hmm. And um, at any rate, Marge is over uh, putting a swim cap on. She's with Maggie at the kiddie pool, which has a shallow and a deep end that goes but, from... But Maggie, like, so Maggie, like, toddles on across. She's in her huge life vest and she's, it looks like she's walking on the water, but I think it's just to show that, like, the pool has 
no water in it. Yes, if you look at it's the, a baby pool. if you look at the side, it says <clears throat> the depth which she puts it in is one inch, oh, and okay. then it goes one and a half, and then two inches. Oh, I deep. didn't notice that. Yeah. I just was watching her, and and then yeah, Marge is like, no, no, don't go to the go, don't go to the shallow end, or don't go to the deep end, and uh-huh. brings her back. So. Uh, at any rate, we then get a parallel of Bart and Lisa because Homer see- sees uh, the sign to H2O, mm-hmm. turns the corner, and there's the line. And he just says, to hell with this. Slide inspector coming through. And then Bart, uh, he barges his way through. to the front, and uh-huh. he he gets sent down the slide. He says bitchin' at one point. That's that's Homer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That's Bart that says that. Really? Yeah. How? Uh, because Bart said it. Because he goes, Lisa goes down first, and then Bart slides down. He says, "Bitchin." Oh, sorry, I thought and that that was Homer going down. Okay, anyway. In the it's, yeah, so you're looking at the Frank here, and on that part of the Frank, uh, the Frankiac, yeah, that's Homer there. But uh, you know, Frankiac, I like you, but we could use some names in front of these lines. That would help me a lot. Um, uh, but here, we, but thank you for your service. Here, though, we have something really remarkable, uh, something that is notable because. Uh, one of the great Simpsons meme templates is uh, occurs uh, here in the next couple of minutes. Oh, because Homer. Uh, so we see Bart or Lisa go down the slide. We see Bart go down the slide, mm-hmm. and then Homer, of course, having barged his way to the front of the line, jumps down the slide. Mm-hmm. He's heading down feet first, and gets he gets stuck. stuck. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And the the problem, of course, is that he is too big. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we talk about this meme. Template. I want to talk about something else. Okay. I have an irrational fear of water slides. Did you know this about me? No. I have <laughs> I have long thought that if something were to happen, if there were to be something that stuck up in the middle of oh, the slide. Yeah, I don't like that either. You would go straight over it and it would slice your back up totally like or even worse, you would get hung up by your right. skin on this uh, thing on the water slide. Yeah, I don't, I don't love that either. Um, I, uh, frankly, I'm not the biggest fan of water slides, just because the. I just want to go to the water park and like chill out by the pool. I don't necessarily want to stand in line and get all hot and then go down the water slide. I really like water slides. I know you do. <laughs> well, you you're afraid of them, but you like them. <laughs> I I I'm a I am a big fan of water slides and I think that they're lots of fun. I like the uh I like that on water slides it often feels like that there is no control. Mm-hmm. Um but uh I have long since had that fear that there would be like a hook or something that yeah. got stuck and turned up for some for whatever reason. Um but uh I ha- I do know and uh, uh you should take heart I in this. I just hate list. the atomic wedgie that you get from them. Oh, that's half the reason to do it. Oh, okay. Isn't that isn't that the thrill of the water park? <laughs> you go stand over the uh, uh, over the water jets. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's what Ralph does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, at any rate, Homer is stuck in the tube, and we see we cut to a control center for the slide. Yes. And there are uh, there are some people saying, "Oh, it's too large to be a human. Send out a few kids that ought to dislodge." Yeah. Them. So the lifeguard sends down some kids, mm-hmm. and uh, but what, of course, what should happen? They all get stuck. That's right. So then we see the maintenance crew coming in and literally dismantling the water slide. Yes, and to this get is, Homer out. This is where we get the meme. Uh, the meme image with Homer in the tube being pulled out by the crane and the scattered booze uh, in, in not uh, 
uh, when I say booze, I mean people booing. I was saying boo mm-hmm. Um And uh, you uh, can take that image with the scattered booze and put whatever you want on the uh, on the tube. I mean, you could even put the Supreme Court of the United States on the tube yeah. with the scattered booze. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, by the way, a lot of people have done that, so that's not an original meme. <laughs> yeah. So the news crews show up. Uh-huh. This is a big deal. Uh, and they esti- they say that they're estimating the weight of the man was between 400 and 500 pounds. And yes. Homer's like, oh, no. The, yep. by, by this point, they're back home watching TV. Uh-huh. So... Um, so they are watching it on the yes. news between 400 and 500 pounds. They change the channel and there's another person on the news talking about the same thing. Yeah. And, and they're interviewing Krusty. Yeah. About uh, the slide safety. Yes. And he says it was, you know, it was an isolated incident. Kent Brockman's there um, kind of asking questions. And he says something important here in this moment because uh, Brockman says, uh, wasn't that exactly what you said in terms of it being safe? Wasn't that exactly what you said right before the recall of tainted crusty brand mayonnaise? So we uh, get a reiteration from what we've seen in season one with Krusty gets busted that Krusty signs his name off onto on pretty anything. much anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he responds with, now can't you know that question is out of bounds? And I don't know if you notice this, but as he does this, he wipes his forehead. Yeah, and his makeup comes off. Yeah. Yep, I, I noticed that. Um, so Krusty cuts the interview off, mm-hmm. and um, Homer... Yeah, I was, I was just going to say that we're, we're looking at the family, watching, or, yeah, or sitting on the couch. They're on the couch, and Homer is like kind of having a moment of... of I guess, internal panic. And he's like, uh-huh. okay, family, don't pull any punches. Am I just a little bit overweight? Uh-huh. He's, he's reflecting on what has happened to him. Yes. And we get, uh, we get a, a really nice response from Lisa here. Yeah. Uh, because they all kind of him and haw there and Homer insists. He says, well, yeah. am I? And, <laughs> and Lisa says, goes, forgive us dad, but it takes time to properly sh- sugarcoat a response. Yes. <laughs> Essentially saying, Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> You're definitely overweight. <laughs> so uh, then we see Homer in the bathroom, tan lines ablazing. And oh, yeah, we do see those tan yeah, lines again, don't we? Yeah. yeah he's stu- we see them a lot in this episode. We also see a lot of Homer boob. Anyway, um, he steps on the scale and it uh-huh. goes up to like 437. But then, of course, it's an old, it's not a digital scale, it's an analog, like. Yeah. I don't know what you would call that. The, the numbers are just on a dial. Yeah. And so, did you ever have one of these when you were little? Yeah. Did you jump up and down on it? Of course. I loved jumping up and down <laughs> on that thing. I love the sound that it make, made if you stood on it because it would go <laughs> like yeah. a weird, like. And the numbers yeah. as they flip back and forth would go tick, 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 yeah. tick. <laughs> so, uh, he's on that scale, and when he steps on, it goes way up. And then it drops way down and then it goes mm-hmm. way up and then it like, it like is having problems balancing. I yeah, guess. I think, I think this is uh it's a good example of like little, like young Robert being interested in physics without realizing that's what it was because my goal when I would jump on it would be to see to me, how high I could get the yeah, number, you yeah. know, and then run out of the bathroom being like, I weigh 200 pounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if only. Oh yeah. No um, kidding. Lord. Oh. So, he he it finally settles and he says 
it's 260 pounds. I'm a big fat pig. And then oh, take it easy. Homer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chill out. Uh, and then Marge is like, well now Homer, you have big bones. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then, and then big yeah. So, uh, I guess we learned that Homer has gained 30 pounds because yes. he says no one gains 30 pounds of bone. Speak for yourself, Homer. Yes. Yeah, Am so, I right? Uh, yeah. Am I right? Uh, I mean my wiener. Uh, oh my god, I knew it was coming. <laughs> uh, uh, hey oh, okay. Whoops, walked right into that one. Uh, uh, hey oh. Um, so he decides in this moment. <laughs> you amusing yourself over there? Hey. I just, I'm just trying to get through this episode. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, you got a long way to go. We're only six minutes in, baby. So Homer decides in this moment that he's gonna go on a diet. He says, I yeah. pledge. I pledge there will be no pork chop too succulent, no donut too tasty, no pizza too laden with delicious topping to prevent me from reaching my scientifically determined ideal weight. Hey, hey, we, I know you're trying to get through this episode. We got to talk about this real quick. Okay. Um, I did not know. If you would have asked me before we began this venture what Homer's favorite food is. Pork chops. I would have said donuts. Right. But it's not. This is, this it's is very a- clear. This season is a pork chop heavy season. Uh, yeah. But season one was cupcake heavy. This is pork chop heavy. Yeah. Well, you know, in a, in a later Treehouse of Horror, I'm sure you've seen the image of Homer sitting in hell with the donuts being fed to him by the devil. Have all the donuts in the world. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well, I assumed that you would have. Anyways, in, in a later Treehouse of Horror, he does end up in hell because he sells his soul for a donut. Oh, okay. But... Homer's favorite food, at least from what we've seen so far, is yeah. very clearly pork chops. pork chops. And he starts it off right right here. Donuts are not the first thing he says. No, no pork chop too succulent. He he didn't want to miss pork chop night for right. uh, for uh, sushi. Uh, sushi. He said that they had not he missed had them, pork chop nights. He had them with Kang and Kodos. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. there's there's a lot of pork choppage here. And that same that same line from uh, One Fish Two Fish. He says we haven't missed pork shop night since the Great Pig Scare in '87. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and it's a nice allusion to Doug's dog. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> his name is Porkchop. I know his name is Porkchop. Okay, I, I don't know why that. Well, I I know why that popped in my head, but I don't know why it came out of my mouth. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> hey. <Hey-o. laughs> Well, you're uh, on fire today. <laughs> yeah, baby. So he says in this moment, as God is my witness, I'll always be hungry again, alluding to everyone's favorite film, Gone with the Wind. Oh, we've yeah. already we've already had a Gone with the Wind reference in an earlier episode. I can't remember yeah, which one it was. It was at the end of um, Principal Charming, wasn't it? Little remember. I think so. I don't remember. When Skinner says it, right? He's standing in oh, front of Oh, yes, the, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, there is that. He so, uh, he says uh, no pizza too laden with delicious topping. You know what that <sighs> made me think about? <laughs> the rigatoni pizza we just oh, got? Oh, no, but now I'm thinking oh. about it. Y'all, there's a place here in town that makes a rigatoni a la vodka pizza. It's so good. And it is, uh, to, quote, to quote Bart on many occasions, bitchin'. Bitchin', uh, yeah. It's very good. Um, uh, uh, no, this made me think about years ago, I went to Golden Corral with three of my friends. 
Yeah. And this was when Chopped, the, the TV show Chopped, was still very uh, was still very popular. And, and we decided to do a Golden Corral gross-out chopped challenge. In short, you, we drew straws, so we paired off and uh, by, by drawing straws. I was straws. not there for this. No. I was in my house witnessing it unfold on Facebook with horror in I'm, my eyes. I, I'm sure we can find a photo of what we've made for each other, or at least the one that I made. So I got paired up with my friend Joe, and we went... Uh, we went uh, with Joe, my friend Kelly, and my friend Jimmy, and uh, uh, the idea was is that you had I think it was I think it was we get, had three minutes or something like that. You had with with a with a clock going. Mm-hmm. You had three minutes to go and make the absolute grossest combination dish that you could oh. at the Golden Corral. <laughs> And I'm thinking of some of the stuff that you did, and it just makes me like <laughs> want to retch right here. The reason the pizza made me think about that was because poor Jimmy, we didn't tell him this is what we were going to do. We just so, asked him if we want, if he wanted to go to Golden Corral. So, poor Jimmy was at a disadvantage because the other two people you were with, you were roommates with, you knew them really well. Uh-huh. Jimmy was just kind of a, a <laughs> collateral damage in this whole situation. Yeah, Jimmy's such a great guy. He played a brat along with it and was there for it, and he made Kelly. Um, <laughs> he, he made Kelly a pizza that he just put a bunch of gross toppings on, and it was gross, haha, gross. But Kelly <laughs> made him what she called soup surprise, which what she did was she went around the buffet and got water out of the bottom of all the dishes that Ugh. she could, and then she brought it over and put a sprig of cotton candy on the top, and it melted into the soup. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> It yeah, was poor, poor Jimmy amazing. didn't know how perverse the rest of you were. Oh yeah, I I made for Joe. I, for Joe, I made uh, Southwest chicken Olay. <laughs> so I took I took grilled chicken and put it on a skewer with pears and sriracha sauce and with um I think it was with cottage cheese on a bed of cottage cheese. I put crispy fried noodles on top. And uh, what did I do with? Oh, I did something. The chip, oh, 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 the, the chip. chip, the chip. Yes, I garnished it with a. <laughs> I garnished it with a tortilla chip that had fallen into the cheese and gotten floppy. <laughs> That's the ole part of That's it. That's the ole part of the Southwest chicken ole. <laughs> That's fucked up. Uh, Joe, it was really unfortunate for me because Joe, my my roommate of many years. He knew me, and Joe is also a good cook, and he knows what I like and what I don't. So he made me uh, two bites with shit that I just hate. The base of one of which I remember, of course, was a beet. Ugh, I hate beets. Um, anyways, poor Jimmy showed up. You like up. the band The Beats, though, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, welcome to our Doug podcast, everybody. Um, anyways, that... that, that a delicious topping on pizza made me think uh, about the, uh, the chop challenge. challenge. <laughs> we were, remember, we were going to do it again, but one of us was traveling the next day and you were like said to the group chat, you're like, uh, you're really sure you want to do this when you're going to be like on a plane? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, yeah, good call. Yeah, I guess we'll probably just wait on that. <laughs> so that was the one and only chop the, challenge that I'm aware of. The rule was, with the challenge, was that yeah, you had to make the dish, right? And the person had to take two bites. Two? 
That's right. They had oh. to take two bites out of it. Uh, and that was uh, the the inspiration behind what Joe made for me was he made me two bites of just uh, absolutely disgusting some stuff. Some amused bushes. So poor Jimmy, he had to take two, two sips bites of, of that soup. soup. Surprise! <laughs> God damn, that is disgusting. So hey, poor uh, if, Jimmy. If you uh if you ever go and do a, a gross out chop challenge at uh, Golden Corral. <laughs> Let us know on the uh, on the Facebook group, the Escalator to Nowhere Facebook group. We would love to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. So, anyways, Homer is hungry. He finishes this uh, this uh, little not tirade, but little speech uh, yeah. with "God is my witness, I'll always be hungry again." And we, we, of course, immediately get his stomach gurgling. Yeah, and he says he tells his stomach to shut up. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Then we cut to the attic. He's looking for like his exercise equipment and whatnot. That's right. Yeah, we've, we've all been down this road, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. So he and Bart are up in the attic, and uh, they're poking around looking for everything, and uh, he. Hold on. I'm trying to figure out. What? Oh, so they're looking for Homer's exercise equipment. Mm-hmm. And um, they come, Bart comes across a portrait. Yes. Of? Oh, well, he goes, hey, who's the mop top with the big schnoz? Uh-huh. And Homer tells him, don't you know anything? That's Ringo Starr. Yeah, that's true. And that's so, Caitlin's mom's favorite beetle. It is my mom's favorite beetle. It's also Marge's favorite beetle. Uh-huh. And uh, Homer tells him, oh, you know, your mom painted these. Mm -hmm. Or she must have painted these. And there's like, I don't know, five or six of them. And he's flipping through. And then the last one is a picture of Ringo and Marge in a wedding chapel. (laughs) Yeah. The the joke here is that they're all just images of Ringo until we get to the last one, which is that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh Homer is upset and Marge calms him down. She says, I was a schoolgirl. The Beatles were very popular and I had a crush on them. Yep. So uh, then Homer's like, okay, well, I'm going to start my diet. And he's like, why did I have to start my diet on pork chop night? Yep. They're eating dinner. Pork chops. Yeah. And so you know it's a Friday. You know it's why a Friday. Why don't you start a diet on the weekend, Homer? Oh, boy. That's a bad, bad idea. <laughs> But she brings over the classic diet. Yep. Uh, food Especially for, for 1991. Yeah, for 1990. Well, for 1991 and oh. a sitcom slash cartoon sitcom here, she brings him over, of course, steamed vegetables and rice cakes. I just realized in the at the top of the show, I didn't say what the original air date for this was. It was oh. April 11th, 1991. Oh, okay. Yeah. Super. Okay. Um. Anyway, so uh, the family is eating pork chops. Homer takes a bite out of this rice cake. It, of course, is gross. He mm-hmm. he, he looks at it and, and cries out, hello, 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 taste, where are you? Yeah, and then Marge is like, but they're only 35 calories. Uh-huh, and you can put a little something on top for flavor. Yeah. And so Homer, of course, takes this to the extreme. But while Homer is working on building up his rice cake, Lisa starts talking to... Uh, starts talking to Marge, mm-hmm. and she says, uh, "She says <laughs> it's, it, this is very Lisa." She yeah. says, "Hey, mom, these paintings are, are good. While I know how fra- excuse me, while I know firsthand how fragile young talent is, I'd love to hear the particulars of how your gift was squashed." Yeah, which is like kind of. I, I mean, it's a little sad, but it's it's funny. It's a very Lisa line. You're right. And then, uh, well, it it made me it made me think about um, the quilt. 
from Bart's dog gets an F. Yeah. Because Lisa uh, makes the square with Mr. Largo and Bleeding Gums. Right. The two greatest musical influences. The one who influences her and then the one who tries to squash her talent. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Largo. Meaning Mr. Largo. Yeah. Mr. Largo uh, can make any, the greatest concerto dull yeah. or something like that. I mean, yeah. well, that's what I was thinking of is like Lisa's love of jazz and music and whatnot and how mm-hmm. that, it, depending on where you are in the series, that is encouraged or discouraged. Yeah. Depending yeah. on what's happening. Mm-hmm. That's what that made me think of. Yes. And we talked for a little while in a previous episode about how it's bull to say that Homer doesn't support Lisa's. Right. Right. He definitely does. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so, uh, we get a flashback from March Yes. and Marge is talking to the, her version of Mr. Largo, her art teacher Mm -hmm. in high school who walks over to her painting and says, not another portrait of that bongo beating liver pudillion. Pudlian. Sorry. Sorry. Pudlian. Yeah. Um, Mr. Schneider, uh, Schindler, that's his name. Ah, and um, at any rate, uh, he, he, man, this guy's a dick. Yeah. Uh, uh, someone might have used this canvas to create a masterpiece. Instead, you've soiled it forever. Yeah. Oh, eat a dick, Mr. Schindler. And then he looks over at somebody else, and I, what is, oh, it's a, it's a sad, sad clown. clown. Yeah. Um, and he's like, see this? This is a masterpiece. So, uh, anyways, so she, uh, she's given up on painting, uh, but she mm-hmm. says, I was so upset. I decided to send the portrait to the only man on earth whose opinion I could really trust, mm-hmm. which is Ringo, Ringo. Star. Yeah. Uh, we do see her come home. She's upset. And we see Patty and Selma sitting on the couch smoking, just kind of hanging out, uh-huh. which, uh, I enjoyed because they're, uh, they're funny mm-hmm. and they didn't do anything in this episode aside from sit on the couch, but that's fine. Um, and Lisa asks Marge, what was Ringo's response? And, a, yeah, and he, she said, I never got any and I never painted again. Yep. So Lisa suggests at that moment that Marge could maybe revive her talent by mm-hmm. taking a class at the Springfield community college. Um, I actually made a mistake here in the moment because I thought that they, I, I guess I just registered it as the Adult Education Center instead of the Springfield Community College. Yeah, but they, when she, this is skipping ahead a little bit, but when she goes to sign up, it's like an extension of the Community College, which makes it seem like it's more of a learning annex situation. Gotcha. Um, Anyway, so uh, Marge likes the idea. mm -hmm. She asks Homer if... if he thinks it's a good idea. And Homer is very distracted by his rice cake, which he has put in the microwave, <laughs> yes. which has, let's see what's on top of this, uh, a bunch of goo, and it looks like some olives, maybe some lettuce, lunch meat. Um, looks pretty foul, but still only 35 calories, according to Homer. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So uh, we then cut to the annex, the or the uh, Springfield Community College, mm-hmm. and uh, Apu is there. Yeah, and I think this is like the first time Apu has called the Simpsons by name. Y- yes. And, because and, and he not recognizes just... Marge, which is strange, because I think up until this point, we've only seen the kids and Homer in the Quickie Mart. Yeah, and he has referred to him as Sir. Yeah, uh, but he calls Marge Mrs. Homer. That's right. Um, and it, we find out that he's enrolled in screenwriting class. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, uh, at any rate, uh, oh, he's, <laughs> he says he yearns to tell the story of an idealistic young Hindu pushed, uh, too far by convenience store bandits. Um, and 
that's what he wants. And then he, he names Sanjay. I yeah, think, he makes he makes a direct reference to Sanjay. Yeah, here. yeah. So. But uh, anyways, Homer, and, excuse me, uh, oh, Marge. It, he's going to call it hands off my jerky turkey. And that's what. He, uh, is, he loves that jerky, man. Sanjay <laughs> is the one who thought the. the um, title? Thought of the title, yes. Uh-huh. And we've talked about. <laughs> it occurred to me like last week when we were talking about, we were talking about Apu and his jerky again. Uh-huh. Um, Hindus don't eat cow. That's right. Yeah. So that's weird. Well, maybe it's uh, maybe it's venison jerky. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, that's not true because he outright says it's beef jerky when he brings it to the uh, party. Yeah. Uh, in Homer versus Lisa in the eighth commandment. But uh, at any rate, uh, Lisa and Marge are walk up to the, uh, walk up to the, uh, Sign up desk, and there the person behind the desk has Raphael, the wise guy's voice, but it's not Raphael. Uh, so a little, uh, a little bit of an inconsistency, maybe I don't know. Eh. I feel like there's a big <laughs> metaphor going on here in this episode, mm-hmm. uh, this unintentional because like there are several instances where it just kind of seems out of line with Simpsons canon. But Marge is trying to find her art. She's trying to find her expression, her way. And we are seeing like that, like getting tidied up here, like with the series as well. So, for example, later on, we see Carl, mm-hmm. who has Lenny's voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's yeah, another I thing. Think, yeah, I think it's just something out of convenience or whatever. Early that... season quirks, I think, yeah. is really what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Lisa's talking to the guy that sounds like Raphael, but is not Raphael. Uh-huh. Um, she says, my mother would like to enroll in painting from life to be please. And come to find out that in order to enroll in this class, you have to be approved by the professor. Oh. So you have to take, uh, they, he sends them over to the table where professor Lombardo, uh, is sitting and he has to go through Marge's portfolio in order t- for her to be accepted into the class. And Marge is reticent here. I mean, she she does not. Uh, she she says this is a bad idea. Right. Uh, but they go over and he opens it up. He absolutely loves it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Marge is accepted into the class. He even goes so far as to say there wouldn't be a class without you. Mm-hmm. And he then gets up uh, with the excuse of, you know, nature calling. And we see a great gag here. There is a maintenance man who is painting the end of a handrail. Yeah. And after he, after he went through Marge's portfolio and gave it extreme acclaim, he looks at the man painting and says, marvelous. Yeah. So he's, he's very complimentary. We should also bring up that he is voiced by John Lovitz. Yes, he is. Yes. Uh, who also voiced Arnie Ziff. Yes, that's and right. We'll voice other characters mm-hmm. in the show to as include well. The critic, yes. uh, which I was uh, when he was going being so complimentary to all these, it was kind of strange because, of course, the critic's catch line is "It stinks." Right, it stinks. Right. So, uh, yes, uh, and Professor Lombardo is on the puzzle. Oh, BTW. Oh, there you go. Yep. <laughs> So we then cut to the interior of the Simpsons' living room. Homer has been lifting weights and apparently is very sore. Uh, so much so that he can't get up off of the, off of the couch. Mm-hmm. And Bart discovers this and takes his wallet from him and takes the money out of it and leaves yeah. it sitting on mm-hmm. his belly. Runs away. That's right. 
And uh, that's we get just this little break in between. Uh, this scene is exactly that. It's just a, a little note in the B plot. And yeah. it gives us a break we're checking, between. We're checking back in with Homer just to make sure he's still okay. Yep. And then he, we cut immediately back over to the uh, community college. And Marge is learning the quote-unquote Lombardo method. Mm-hmm. Now, basically... The Lombardo method is what you see with like every basic animation course where you just use basic, basic shapes, shapes. Yep. to create what you're looking for. But did you notice that he what he drew there? A uh, bunny. Uh-huh. Did you catch the reference with that bunny? Uh no. That is the bunny from the Matt Groening comic series Life in Hell. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Uh, and so uh, I don't know if that was intentional, but mm-hmm. that's that's the bunny. That's the one. Okay. So anyways. Yeah. Uh, so he's explaining this and he's like, then he draws a very nice rabbit on, uh-huh. the, on the chalkboard. And he says, it's, it's just that easy. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to Homer. Homer's training. Yep. He is lifting his weights. Uh-huh. He's uh, jumping rope. Yep. And while he's jumping rope, we see Marge is painting him mm-hmm. jumping rope. And so everyone in the Simpsons household, or at least the two adults, are succeeding in their endeavor to improve themselves, be it artistically or physically here in the moment. Yeah. Uh, uh, We get a really great moment with Homer, who is attempting to do an overhead press. And as he is pushing the weights uh, with the... uh, with the barbell above his head, he leans to one side and a weight falls off. He leans to the other side, one of the weights falls off, leans left, another falls off, right and left and right yeah. until all the weights are off. And, and then he, he lifts the bar lifts, above his head. Lifts that above his head. gave yes. me CrossFit flashbacks like no other. <laughs> That's right. You got to get you some clips on the end of that thing, yeah. Homer. <laughs> yeah. So uh, basically, he's working really hard at, at exercising. Yep. Um, then we go back to the art class. Yes. And uh, Mr. Lombardo, uh, Professor Lombardo, is walking through, offering praise to everybody, and then gets to Marge's painting. The painting is of Homer having fallen asleep with a beer in his hand, wearing... Tidy whities Uh-huh. With and a, a wife beater. Wife, yeah. Or ex- a ribbed cotton <laughs> undershirt with, with no sleeves. sleeves. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. And I, I wrote something down here. Um, and we, we get a couple of instances of Marge's art. Uh, throughout the series, obviously with this one as well. Mm-hmm. And I am going to say, I like Marge's art. Okay. I really love this painting of Homer. Uh-huh. Uh, these these things remind me, and we'll get this later on when we actually get to the Burns portrait part of this. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of a time that I was walking through uh, a museum uh, in a big city close to where we live and an art museum there. And uh, there were some kids they were, I don't know, 12, 13 or so, uh, two young ladies that were next to me. And I was looking at a modern art piece. I don't remember exactly which one it was. And they were like, they were like, what is this? You know, you, anybody could paint this. And they're like, there, there's no reason. It's not a picture of anything. And I was talking to them and uh, I said to them, you know, it's not always about it being a picture. If you sometimes think about it as a statement mm-hmm. or what the artist is trying to say to you, mm-hmm. then it becomes a little clearer. And so then they started talking about with each other about what the artist was trying to say to them. And of course, it always starts out with a joke, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but, but then they started actually talking about the art. And it was really great. And I think here, like you can look at this. like It's a picture of Homer asleep on the couch with a can of duff in his mm-hmm. hand. But it's an image of it's an image of Homer's mm, vulnerability, mm-hmm. right? That will become 
very important mm-hmm. later on in the episode. Yeah. So I like Marge's art. Okay. That's what I had to say about that. <laughs> um, I did too. I liked her Ringo portrait. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you know that Ringo portrait is really... Uh, uh, the reason I really like that Ringo portrait is because it reverberates the change in The Simpsons that we talked about from season one to season two uh, in something that I've heard other podcasters in, in The Simpsons universe talk about. It's that The Simpsons use lighting very well. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, and even this early, we, we are seeing mm-hmm. that, um, and I just I we, just really we, appreciate it. We definitely saw it in the in the um, segment of the kids talking about going to Mount not Mount Trashmore Mount Splashmore <laughs> Mount, Mount Trashmore is uh-huh. something else something else. Uh, and yeah, you definitely see like the the like use of shadow works really well. Yeah, in in that. Um, I was going to say something else and I forgot what it was, but carry on. Okay. So we also got good lighting in the uh, attic scene when he lit the match. Yeah. And yeah. All yeah. That. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. So, uh, the, uh, the professor loves the piece so much so that, uh, he says, Marge, you find inner beauty of your subject and bring it out for all to see. Mm-hmm. And they go for a quick walk and he says, They've asked me to submit the best painting for my class to the Springfield Art Exhibition next week. I've decided to choose your bald Adonis. Mm-hmm. I love that phrasing. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I didn't even have lattes this morning. No. Um, so Marge, of course, is thrilled. Yeah. Uh, she she basically thanks him for being so supportive. Uh-huh. Um, and she says, I wish every teacher was like you. And yes. he goes, please, I don't take praise very well. <laughs> And then so he, he can walk- dish it out, but he can't take it, right? Yeah, but, he- yeah, and then he walks away, and we see the same guy who is painting the banister rail, uh-huh. uh, painting a sign, and he goes, "Oh, another triumph! Another triumph! Yeah. <laughs> it's for the yes. the art uh, fair or exhibition, whatever it is." So the then we're is. at the fair, right? <clears throat> we are at we are or the yeah, the expedition. Ex- Exhibition. Exhibition. Yeah. Um, and um, anyway, uh, Marge wins first prize there. Mm-hmm. And this uh, furthers the plot here because we then, after the uh, after she wins first prize, we see Mr. Burns. We're inside of his office. And uh, it becomes quickly apparent that Mr. Burns is attempting to have his image mm-hmm. painted. Have a portrait painted. Yes. And he is berating a, an artist mm-hmm. who has painted a really nice image of him. He calls him a hair, a uh, ham fisted nearsighted house painter. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And he, uh, he orders Smithers to throw it on top of the quote unquote dung heap here. Yeah. Which uh, is a, it's just a room full of portraits of Mr. Burns, sculptures, that, et cetera, right. et cetera. So much so that uh, when he throws it in there, Smithers has to press the door shut with his, yeah. with his butt to get it to close. And anyways, uh, it, we, uh, Mr. Burns here reveals that they are dedicating the Burns wing of the museum mm-hmm. in only six days. Yeah. Oh, you see how they added immediacy to, yes. the, uh, <laughs> to the plot here. I feel the urgency That's in right. which he needs to get his portrait <laughs> right. painted. Um, so anyways, um, he needs he needs a portrait. And, um, well, uh, uh what is it? Mr. Burns here has a, paper, a newspaper with him and he sort of just throws it at him and says, you know, this idea of you immortalizing me in a portrait was as half-baked as your idea of me having children. He says, find me an artist. But Mr. Smithers says that you have alienated yourself from mm-hmm. every artist mm-hmm. here He in says town. there's only one left oh. and it's Mrs. Homer Simpson. And of course, Mr. Burns says, who? 
Yep. And then Smithers explains that she's just won uh, first prize in the art fair Mm -hmm. and that she's the wife of the employee. So it's basically like a great idea. And then Mr. Burns is like, oh, yes. So she'll be easily intimidated basically into doing this for him. So at any rate, um, uh, Mr. Burns sees this as a bit of fortune for him. Uh, And he says the wheel has turned and Dame Fortune has hugged Monty Burns on her sweet perfume bosom. And then he says, we get a good line here. Uh, He says, somebody up there likes me, Smithers. (laughs) And Smithers responds, somebody Somebody down down here here likes you too. Which is, is this the first explicit reference to Smithers infatuation in terms of loving him as a romantic love? It may be. I know that there has been moments earlier in the series that Uh was kind of like, oh, wait, what? Uh, But I think this might be the first like overt, like, I like you. Yeah, I just, I just, um, I, I just, all I wrote down was Smithers' sexuality. I just wasn't sure, like, if this was the most overt reference we've seen so far or not. I, but no, it, it's one of the first, yeah. if not the first. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, at any rate, uh, Smithers really here, I think, has fallen much more into his role mm-hmm. of a, uh, he is mostly He's benevolent. The, the, yeah, but but also the sycophant who's like fawning over yes. his boss. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyways, we then cut to Homer. He is standing in the bathroom. He's about to get onto the scale. We learn he's down to 249 pounds. Uh-huh. He's very happy about that. That's right. Um. His clothes are uh, fitting better, and <laughs> he says they're just hanging off of me. They're uh, not really, but <laughs> yeah. So they're, the family is ve- being very nice and celebrating with him. Yep, yep. Um, and the, oh, then we cut to the plant, and we see boxes and boxes of donuts just sitting around in the break room. Yes, and this is where we see Carl right. with Lenny's voice, who says the donuts are just piling up. Right. Well, Homer went on a diet. Uh, yeah, uh, Homer the, went on a diet, the, so he's not eating the donuts. Yes, and the donut man says, oh my God, and I just bought a boat. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, that this is when uh, Smithers and Mr. Burns show up at the Simpsons house. They want to go over there to ask Marge to do the portrait. I guess it's a good thing that uh, Smithers doesn't remember Homer in this moment because the last time he was at the Simpsons house, was for uh, a car in every garage and three eyes on every fish. No, he came over to watch the fight. Oh, right. Yeah. He sure did. Mm-hmm. You are right. Oh, yep. I stand corrected. Yep. Anyway, well. Oops, you fucked up. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. It's okay. <laughs> so uh, Mr. Burns is like, <laughs> he like lightly does the door knocker mm-hmm. and then Smithers is like, allow me. And so he like starts just beating on the door. I was like, I don't think it's really that dire. You got six days. Calm down. But okay. uh, and as we will learn later, Marge can crank out multiple portraits in an evening. So. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Marge answers the door. She's got curlers in her hair. It looks like she's been maybe cleaning or something. And um, yeah, in short, she's not expecting them to be there. Right. But they go into the kitchen. It is uh Smithers says, well, you know, Mr. Burns wants you to wants to commission a portrait mm-hmm. uh, and asks if they've ever if she's ever painted the rich and powerful. And she says, no, just Ringo Starr. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Burns doesn't know who she's talking about. Of and course. Yeah. Smithers doesn't. leans over to him. And he says he was the drummer for a rock and roll combo called the Beatles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, and then, but then Burns does remember who they were because yeah. they were on the Ed Sullivan, Ed Sullivan show. show. Yep. Yeah, and he's like, "What was Ed thinking?" Mm-hmm. Um, which I would, I would wager that maybe Ed Sullivan and Mr. Burns are contemporaries <laughs> um, yeah, around the same age, especially at this point in time. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing that I saw in a group recently. Uh-huh. I think it was probably Rancho Relaxo or Tenuous and Obscure, one of the two. Uh-huh. Um, when this show started, Homer and Marge were supposed to be boomer, or they were supposed to be greatest generation, and uh-huh. the kids were going to be boomer. Yeah. Taking it to the point that it is now yeah they're millennials yeah they are that's wild yeah, you, yeah. well that's They've, what happens when your show is on for a generation i guess right? so, multiple <laughs> generations uh-huh. um so anyway i just thought that that was something interesting yeah um so we we are uh we are here in the simpsons kitchen and mr burns just has one important question the question is can you make me beautiful Mm-hmm. And Marge says, I don't think that'll be a problem. Um, so anyways, she explains to him that she has the ability to see inner beauty. Mm-hmm. And he agrees. So mm-hmm. she is going to paint the portrait. And um, we then cut to Mr. Burns posing for said portrait. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So he's posing and... Homer comes home. Homer comes home. And... Uh, he immediately gets insulted. So Homer walks in and says, honey, I'm home. Burns says, oh, what an original sentiment. Uh-huh. And then he yells at him, tell him to take it outside. I'm male modeling. Uh-huh. And then, um, yeah. So. Anyways, uh, Homer sees immediately that he says, oh, my home and my, my home life and my work life together in such a nice way. Uh, anyways, um, so Homer says, listen, can I just talk to you in the other room here? Mm-hmm. Go into the kitchen. And he tells her that he's nuts. He thinks he's handsome. Uh-huh. Um, you've got to find a way to make him look handsome. He's very worried about how this painting is going to turn out. Yes. And she tells him not to worry. Um, she's going to paint his inter- inner beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, so... But the problem, of course, is that Mr. Burns does not have inner beauty. Right. And we see it right away, right? We saw it when he immediately insulted Homer as he walks in the door. Right. We then see, she asks him if, uh, what he was like as a boy. Did you have a dog that you love? And he gets, uh, taken aback by the fact that Maggie has mm-hmm. grabbed onto his leg and he wants to shake it off. Mm-hmm. Marge says, she's just a baby. Yeah. So he's, he's not given her much to work with or anything to work with Uh uh-huh he has taken the the funny pages out of homer's newspaper and smithers is reading it to him Mm -hmm. and uh anyways in short mr burns just does not have this inner beauty he's being pretty turdy yeah and which is which is his mo right yeah anyway uh we then cut to marge walking down the upstairs hall with some laundry and she turns to go into the bathroom and opens the door. And Mr. Burns is apparently changing for a board he's meeting. He's getting out of the shower. Uh-huh. He's buck-ass naked. Yep. He's got spots all over him. Yep. This whole dynamic is... It's weird to me. Well, obviously, it's supposed to be weird. Uh-huh. But it's like, did they just show up at the Simpsons' house and expect her to immediately start painting this picture? And then he's like, well, I'm going to go shower while I'm here. Like, it just, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's what it is. How did this yes. happen? I guess <laughs> yeah. maybe he left the living room while he was talking to Mark or Homer was talking to Marge in the kitchen. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's all very strange. But yeah, but we need this because she sees him full frontal, entirely. Yeah. Naked. So he, yeah, he's changing for the board meeting. Uh huh. Um, and she's like, "Oh no, I'm so sorry," and closes the door. And then Bart's in the hall, and he goes, "Hey, mom, did he have those spots all over his body?" Uh huh. He definitely did. <laughs> yeah. And then Mr. Burns inside goes, "I heard." that and then Bart's like oh whoops so So, anyways um Mr. Burns is upstairs but uh we are then down in the Simpsons kitchen Mr. Smithers is making tea for Mr. Burns he Mm -hmm. shouts down I want my tea Marge asks him you know doesn't it bother you that he just orders you around Mm -hmm. and he says uh this was I don't remember where I saw this in a meme recently, but this this quote was in a meme recently. It said, actually, I value every second we're together from the moment I squeeze his orange juice in the morning till I tuck him in at night. He's not Again, just my like, boss. Again, further exacerbating the fact, is that the right word? Probably not. Furthering the fact that Mr. or that Smithers like really cares for Mr. Burns. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's not just my boss. He's my best there friend, too. We then, of course, see Mr. Burns drink the tea. It's too hot, and he, he throws, throws it, it right on Smithers. Onto and Smithers. he says, "Up, oh, yep, too hot. It's scalding me as we speak." Yep. Which is so. Marge mm-hmm. sees this all, and mm-hmm. she sees the way he treats Maggie. She sees the way he treats Homer. She yeah. sees the way he treats Smithers. Smithers. And Mr. Burns is making it difficult for her to find his inner beauty. Yeah, so then we see a screen and it says, meanwhile, uh-oh, Frankie X not loading. Somewhere in England. Yeah, there we, we go, somewhere in England. The, the, uh, the interior of the home of none other than Ringo Starr. Sir Richard Starkey to you. <clears throat> Starsky? Starkey. Is his last name Starkey? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Hold on. Um, the... So there's there's some interesting tidbits here. Um, I was listening to another Simpsons podcast here. Starkey. Starkey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I was listening to a, another Simpsons podcast, and they were talking about the lines. And initially, apparently, Ringo was just supposed to read one line. Oh. And it was supposed to be like a very short sentence. Mm-hmm. He agreed. Uh, but in the terms that he agreed, apparently, he did not specify how much he was going to read Mm -hmm. and so once he agreed to do the show they tried to squeeze in as many (laughs) lines from him as possible Uh which is part of the reason i think why um he has so you know this these he reads out the whole letters and these so they're Uh trying to get as much voice out of him as they can yeah uh (laughs) it's very funny because you can tell like he's not a voiceover actor just the way the lines are delivered it reminds me of um there was an episode i think it was of here's lucy which is one of lucille ball's sitcoms that was on after i love lucy uh Uh, and they had lawrence welk on and they were having a really hard time getting him to like act you know he was just kind of like reading the lines that Uh you know just kind of like monotone whatever Mm -hmm. they scored his lines and so he like so they like for inflection and whatnot yeah yeah they like wrote a score out and they're like okay you go up here and down here and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that it just because the way he delivers lines like it's fine but it's just kind of flat <laughs> i don't think i'm alone here I and mean, we're all real tired of this lawrence welk shit yeah <laughs> you, you never watched from? you never watched lawrence welk did no. you no but you know where that line's from 
Happy Gilmore? It's from American Beauty. Oh, American when Beauty. When he throws the plate against the wall. Oh, I, I've only watched that movie one time. <laughs> oh, that's such a good movie. It's uh, not Happy Gilmore. <laughs> no, uh, I, wouldn't say it's, I, w- I wouldn't say it's very happy at all. No, no, not that movie. That's for sure. No, it was Happy Gilmore, I would say. Uh, uh, I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> there you go. So Ringo is... He's answering letters. Answering fan mail. Right? So this is 1991, right? And he is answering letters uh, from, uh, we see, in response to... 1966. Yep. So what we get here is that Ringo is dedicated to responding to fan mail. Yes. Anyway, he reads out the whole thing, and his butler comes in and says, uh, says, uh, you know, I brought you your tea and crumpets. And he says, you'll forgive this impertinence, uh, but your your devotion to fans is nothing short of remarkable. Uh, And... Ringo responds. He says, well, they took the time to write me, and I don't care if it takes me another 20 years. I'm going to answer every one of them. And he picks up the next letter, and it is, of course... Marge's. From Marge Bouvier. Yeah. So, on the wiki, it says that in 2008, Ringo Uh Uh said he's no longer answering fan mail. Yes. I I don't know... I don't know if that was like a thing before where he like made an effort to answer every fan letter, uh-huh. but I, I thought that that was interesting. Do you have, uh, do you happen to know that listener, dear listener? Do you happen to know if Ringo Starr was answering? Mom, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Did he ever answer your letters? <laughs> I'm assuming there may have been more than one. <laughs> your mother was in the first two minutes of this podcast. And was like, She's God, like, God, <laughs> they curse too much. I don't want this. Uh, Caitlin, I don't like that. You know what she used to do though? What's she that? told me she used to take a watering can like a, a for your garden or whatever yeah. and fill it up and use her and on her roller skate she'd spell out Ringo in the water on the driveway. Oh really? Yeah, she oh. was water skating. <laughs> My mom loves 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 the Beatles. Loves yeah. them very very much. Yeah, they still go to see Paul, right? Yeah. Uh. They've yeah, they've gone to see him several times. They saw him and Billy Joel at Yankee Stadium uh, several years ago. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, she really, really loves the Beatles. Uh, they do. I made fun of Ringo uh, recently, and one of my <laughs> Christmas gifts was, because, you know, we have two beagles. Uh-huh. She, uh, she oh, gave right. me a, a decal of beagles walking across the Abbey Road, yeah. you know, silhouette sort of looking thing. And she's like, this is your punishment for making fun of Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> you have to put this somewhere. You have to put it on your car or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, she really loves the Beatles. So, um, uh, also in my defense, I don't recall, I don't, as I recall, I was not really making fun of Ringo. I just made a comment about not being well, a huge Beatles fan. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, you, and you also don't like the doors, which is like strike two against you. Oh man. Yeah. Good thing. I'm so good looking and have a beautiful voice. Oh boy. Well, no, she likes you better than me. That's. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Uh, yes, it is. Anyway. <laughs> So, uh, at any rate, um, Ringo is answering letters. He picks up one. He says, oh, Springfield, USA. By by the way, I had had a revelation earlier. Oh? Because in You Only Move Twice, the um, Hank Scorpio episode, Mm -hmm. at the end of that episode, Hank Scorpio says, hit me up if you're ever on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. Therefore, Springfield is not on the East Coast. Cannot be on the East Coast. Yeah. Right. So, anyways, I I, I guess I'd never thought about that. You know why? You know why, Robert? Because it's in Oregon. Anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
So, at any rate, sorry, um, <laughs> I, I quit we cut scrolling back into on the, the frink. We cut back into the interior of the Simpsons household. Marge is trying to paint Mr. Burns, trying to find the inner beauty. Lisa's playing her sax. He tells her to stop that infernal tooling. Tooting. Tooting. Sorry. Tootling. Uh, Tooting. Tootling. I don't yeah. know. And uh, anyway, uh, Marge Mar- says... Marge is getting pretty pissed. Yeah. She says, it's hard to fi- discover your inner beauty while you're shouting at an eight-year-old girl. Yeah. And uh, anyways, it's revealed now that there's only two days left. He says, mm-hmm. there's two days left. Shut up and paint. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut up to Homer, who has been very good, he says. Uh, he gets up onto the scale. He's in his bathroom, of course. Mm-hmm. Gets up on the scale and... He hits, what is it, 235? 239. 239. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that being, of course, his... Homer's common weight. Yes. Uh, I remember when I was in high school and I realized that I weighed more than Homer's. <laughs> <laughs> Although I was pretty, I was, I would not say that I was Mr. Universe, but I was definitely fitter in high school than I am now. Right. Uh, and I still weighed more than Homer. So right. there you go. And uh, at any rate, he's excited. He runs down. That's right, because he says, Marge, I'm 239 and feeling fine. And using the original notches that came with his belt. I've been down that road, Homer. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, at any rate, uh, Marge says, that I'm proud of you. And Mr. Burns turns and says, let me get this straight. You're pleased with your current appearance? He says, you're the fattest thing I've ever seen, and I've been on safari. Ouch. Oh, man. What a dick. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, this, of course, affects Homer. He walks off saying, if you need me, I'll be at the refrigerator. It's very sad. Marge has had enough of this. Mm-hmm. She says, Mr. Burns, I've had enough of your posing. I can finish the portrait myself. Yeah, kicks him out. Yep. And so off they, grow, off they go. See you at the unveiling, he says, uh-huh. uh, as they exit the house. She walks in and uh, catches Homer about to pour whipped cream straight into his mouth. That she stops nice. him. That sounds nice, though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And um, anyway, she says, don't listen to him. He's just a mean little SOB. Yeah, which is like harsh words for Marge. It is. She says, I thought there was good in everybody until I met him. Mm -hmm. Which is funny because she has met him several times. He has come to our house for dinner. Yeah. Um, But I guess this just is kind of... This is... Yeah, I guess this is the most... She's interacted with him directly. Yeah, because at the uh, that's not under the guise of running for office yeah, or and, whatever. And, and even then, like she was in the kitchen for a good deal of that. Right. We got that scene with with, with uh, that good scene with her and Lisa. You know, don't under, don't underestimate your mother. That's right. Right. Uh, right. Right. Okay. And uh, at any rate, either way, uh, yeah. Homer. Uh, excuse me. Mr. Burns is a turd. We all know he's a turd. Marge mm-hmm. now knows he's a turd. And she said, I can't make that man beautiful. I'm just not good enough. I guess I'm no artist. Well, guess who comes it comes to save the day? Coming in clutch. That's right. Almost deus ex machina yeah, style. He, uh, Homer's like kind of sh- uh, shuffling through the mail. And he says, Marge, you got a letter from Merry Old England? Yep. She opens it. It's from the desk of Ringo Starr. Yep. And Ringo says, Dear Marge, thanks for this fab painting of yours truly. I hung it on me wall. <laughs> the, Liverpool. The, the Liverpool accent is coming in, coming in hard here. I hung it on me wall. You're quite the artist. In answer to your question, yes, we do have hamburgers and fries in England, but we call French fries chips. Mm-hmm. Love, Ringo. P.S. Forgive the lateness of my reply. You know, I, this this episode really was dated, and it had to do with the fact that when Ringo is writing these letters, he's doing it on a real typewriter. Yeah. 
Uh, I, yep. I, it caught me off guard. I thought to myself, "What's he got a typewriter there for?" And then I, they, of course, it, quickly remembered. Right. Talking about 1990. Yeah. 90, no, 1991. 91. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, so. Uh, uh, he hung the portrait on his wall. Mm-hmm. He, she is an artist. Ringo says so. He's the one, right? This is a callback. Yeah. He is the one. He's helping her. She says earlier on, the only man whose opinion I could trust. Yep. And it's Ringo. And it's Ringo, and he he supports her, so that gives her what she needs to carry on. Uh, we get a nice... Um, <laughs> we get a painting montage. You get a painting montage with a Ringo Starr song playing over top of it. It's uh-huh. called It Don't Come Easy. It's actually quite catchy. Uh, if you haven't heard it, ask your Alexa device to play it for you. Oh, you said the word. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I said <laughs> it quietly. It doesn't look like... Doesn't no, look she like didn't she turn okay. on, so we're good. Anyway, okay. so we then... Uh, while During this montage, by the way, we, we see that Marge has gone through several portraits this evening. This is where we get that Marge can paint a bunch of portraits in one night. Yes. Um, and, but she's just... None of these are satisfactory. Mm-hmm. But then we cut... We are at, We're at the unveiling, the yep. art opening, the dedication of the Burns Wing at the museum. Yep. I was gonna I was gonna say, is it strange that Mr. Burns dedicated money for an art museum? Yeah. This is outside of his character, right? Yeah, because it, it's or it's showing that he donated. has a charitable Yeah. There's, but, a, there's an element of charity here. There is. However, what are the tax implications of that? Ah. Yeah. yeah. Good good call. Yeah. That is something that people do is use museums for their tax purposes. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know that that there are a lot of people who will just like, quote unquote, donate. In Mm -hmm. other words, offload shit, Mm -hmm. uh, value it highly so they can do that kind of stuff. If it's over $5,000, you have to get an appraisal. Oh really? Yes. I did not know that. There are laws on the books that, ah, yeah, the the ah. yeah, five thousand dollars is your threshold basically if you don't want the IRS to like poke into your business. Yeah, huh? Interesting. Um. So, uh, anyways, we are at the uh, we're at the unveiling, and uh, Mr. Burns walks up and says, "You know, new wing for the museum. Oh, and a portrait commemorating the man who ponied up the dough." Yep. And. Uh, he then, we get a Mr. Burns' is very weak moment here because he tries to pull the rope mm-hmm. to uh, remove the veil mm-hmm. and he has to get some others to come do it. Yep. And of course, the veil drops. And we and see the portrait. We sure do. And it is Nakey Mr. Burns. Yep. With his weird chest hair, by the way. Yes, it is the full frontal <laughs> That Marge saw yes. when she opened in that weird little scene in the yeah. middle of the uh, in the middle of that uh, 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 commission scene, I guess you could say, in the beginning of the painting. Of when the he's in the shower, yeah. Um, she must paint. Uh, that is not snoring. Uh, she must paint in acrylic because if this was oil, it would not be dry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you painted the uh, the mural in the in the closet in acrylic, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, oil paints take a very long time to dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, at any rate, um, we see Mr. Burns. And uh, everything, of course, is cleverly uh, utilized. There are very, various items cleverly utilized to cover his genitalia. Yeah. Um, um, and the, like then we see the reaction of the crowd. Mm-hmm. There's gasps. Mr. Uh, or Professor Lombardo. Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. there and he's like, oh. He's and impressed. We... 
the thing, of course he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then we see something here. This is this is bravery on Marge's account. Mm-hmm. Not only does she paint this thing and send it to the museum, but she actually she showed up to the unveiling. She sh- well, she showed up to the unveiling and then steps in front of the crowd mm-hmm. to explain what she was doing, and she says something that I just I just I just think is great mm-hmm. here. She says, "My name is Marge Simpson, and I painted this. Maybe you'd like to know what possessed me to do it." Well, I guess I wanted to show that beneath Mr. Burns' fearsome head, his cruel lips, spiteful tongue, and evil brain, there was a frail, withered body, perhaps not long for this world, and as vulnerable and beautiful as any of God's creatures. This is, uh, is the feeling that you get when you meet someone who is super famous, right? Someone that you see on TV or somebody who is a huge figure. Like I was close to a very powerful political figure mm-hmm. in recent weeks. Uh, and when I saw this person, I was like, oh. You're just a dude. He's an old man. Yeah. He looks and moves and talks mm-hmm. like an old man. Right. And that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this, I mean, I just, I really connected with this here because Mr. Burns is the same. He is a powerful person. People fear him. Mm-hmm. People kowtow to him, right? right he's but, got an assistant with him right. all the time, but he's an old man. Miss mm-hmm. uh, Hoover, I think, uh, sums it up in more layman's terms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the crowd begins to uh, applaud uh, people are saying things like, uh, oh, pr- provocative, powerful. Mm-hmm. That's Dr. Hibbert, I think. Mm-hmm. And Miss Hoover says, he's bad. But, but he'll, he'll die. <laughs> so I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, according to the wiki, is the first time we see Miss Hoover. Is it? Yeah. The first time we see her? It's not the first time she's... In, or it's not the first time she's... Well, she's not named here. But... Yeah. Yeah. So she, um, I thought we saw her before. I can't name where though. It might've been just because we watched other later episodes. And yeah. Uh, the wiki says this was the first appearance of Elizabeth Hoover, a second grade teacher at Springfield elementary. Previously, she had only been mentioned. Oh, they only say she was mentioned in Bard the general, but I think there was a couple. She's definitely been mentioned because they've been calling her Mrs. Mrs. Hoover. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So her hair is blue here, but uh, normally it's brown. Anyway. Okay, all right, I'll buy that. Yeah, okay. all right. The, the, she's been mentioned, but not seen. Exactly. Sort of a, like a Marvin's Room sort of situation. Sure. <laughs> Is that an obscure play? <laughs> anyway, in Marvin's Room, you don't really you don't see Marvin. He's uh, okay. in the other room. Uh, he's, it, in, he's in his room? Yes. Okay. Probably uh, like playing Nintendo or something. Yeah, sort of a waiting for Gatto situation. Is that a better... Is that a better... Uh, waiting, for Go- waiting for Guffman? No, waiting for Gatto. Okay, I know Guffman. Oh. I don't know Gatto. <laughs> waiting for Gatto, the... Um, uh, uh, I know the. Oh, fl- I oh, know oh, what you're. Okay, yes. Okay. Does I Guffman was... show up in Waiting for Guffman? No, no, he doesn't. Okay. They think he does, but he doesn't. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, we're almost at the end of the episode. Woo-hoo! So the crowd approves of this nice uh, portrait, nice quote unquote portrait of Mr. Burns, mm-hmm. and uh, Mr. Burns comes over to Marge, and in an act of perhaps this humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I was at a Banksy exhibit down in Atlanta a short time ago, and there was a really good quote on the wall from Banksy. It said, art should comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. And so perhaps this uh, rattled Mr. Burns a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, I'm no art critic, but I know what I hate, and I don't hate this. Which is a compliment yeah. from him. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he says, you know, 
your painting is bold but beautiful. And incidentally, mm-hmm. thanks for not making fun of my genitalia. And then March <laughs> turns to Homer and says, I thought I did. I thought I did. And, and cut, cut to, to credits. credits. Yes. End of episode. <laughs> all right. So uh, we've made it all the way through. What'd you think? There's a lot in yeah. this episode. Yeah, there is. Um, It's... Uh, Brian K. Roberts wrote it. I don't think he's written anything before this. Uh-huh. I, I did feel like the, especially at the beginning of the episode where everything is just kind of frantic, uh-huh. it, it, the, it had a different feel to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you agree or not, but, um, I thought it was, I thought it was fine. Um, not my fave. Oh man. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say that this is verging onto the great episodes. Oh, really? I really liked this episode. Okay. I thought it was funny. Uh, I thought the, I thought the opening, the opening, uh, scenes that you mentioned being, uh, uh, being frantic is very much, you know, uh, applying the in medias race, the, yeah. uh, Aristotelian notion of starting in the middle of things. Um, and, uh, getting and, and getting things moving with a bang, we get the uh, the Mount Splashmore song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, 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 now. Yeah. Um, we get the can you, uh, you know uh, as you said we get the uh, the trope of the kids bugging Homer by saying the same thing over and over and over and over again until he relents. Yeah. No, those. No, I, I'm not saying that those are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that maybe I just don't care for Mr. Burns centric ish episodes hmm. because he's not a nice person i did not like one car in every garage and three guys on every fish or whatever the hell it was uh-huh. uh this and i liked this episode better than that because it's a little bit more well-rounded and we don't mm-hmm. it's not so focused on him but like it's like a lot of it is just him kind of being an asshole and you know everybody catering to his needs and wants and that's not something that i <laughs> guess i enjoy <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, your, your feelings are your feelings. I, yeah. don't, I can't dictate that. Yeah. Uh, nor nor do I want to. The, the The whole point of this is that you watch this and that you deliver your impressions about it. Yeah. So. And, and, and for me, this episode was just kind of meh. Well, I think we all know that I'm right uh, and that this is a very good episode. <laughs> so I just got, I just got, what like, does Steve Jackson think of this episode? Do we know? I have no idea. We okay. haven't heard from him in a while. Mm-hmm. No, we haven't. Okay. Um, but I will say that uh, with the with the viewing, the seeing of Miss Hoover, even though she's not named as Miss mm-hmm. Hoover here, uh, and that is the voice of Miss Hoover. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, unlike the uh, unlike the uh, wise guy Carl. Raphael and Carl uh-huh. slash Lenny's voice on Carl. Who voices Lenny and Carl? I don't ask me these questions. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, was just, I was just trying to come up with an explanation for why it's like it. Oh. Why it is the way it is. Well, um, you know. At the end of the day, uh, you can see, no matter what you might think about the episode as a whole, you can definitely see the better storytelling coming uh, coming to light. You see uh, really good animation. We have a we have a celebrity here who is portraying themselves. That's mm-hmm. unusual thus far, um, mm-hmm. and we get a lot of Marge character development here. 
And we learn a lot about uh, about her capabilities and also her her youth by way of her infatuation with Ringo Starr. Yes. So that being said, uh, thank you so much for joining us here uh, on the Escalator to Nowhere. If you enjoyed this episode, we ask you please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to this to. You could also do us a big favor by rating us the highest rating on whatever that platform happens to be. And of course, if you could do us a big, big favor, we sure would appreciate it if you'd share our name with a friend who you think would enjoy The Simpsons just as much as we do. Caitlin is is brimming over here. What is it? I may have an answer. Okay. Uh, Lenny is voiced by Harry Shearer. Uh Carl is voiced by Hank Azaria. Uh Aside from that, Hank Azaria is not in this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. And Harry Shearer is. So maybe it was just a logistics thing. Uh, maybe. Uh, as has been noted, we learned thanks to TikTok and uh, Nancy Cartwright on TikTok earlier this week that um, sometimes they have stand-ins for people. Like, mm-hmm. for example, Nancy Cartwright is a stand-in belcher for Homer. Uh, and in the early episodes, she uh, was a stand-in for, for Marge's March. voice. In, mm-hmm. Not the early episodes, I'm sorry. In the early in the shorts. shorts. Yeah. yeah, she was a stand-in. So, yeah. anyway, um, also, uh, we are available on, please uh, make sure you, I'm sorry, please follow our social media channels, which uh, include Facebook and Instagram at Escalator to Nowhere Pod, and you can find us on Twitter at Esk to Nowhere Pod, and we invite you once again to join our Facebook group, the Escalator to Nowhere Facebook group. If you'd like to send us an oh, email. Oh, wait, Apu's in this episode, so Hank Azaria is in this episode, but... Okay, thank okay. you. Sorry. <laughs> if you would like to send us an email, I'm going to wrap this up here. Just so we I don't can, have a oops, I fucked up next week. You can send <laughs> you can send it to escalationnowherepod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We are signing off. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. I am learning. And we look forward to next week. What is next week? Next week Lisa is Lisa's Substitute. Yes, 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 yes. We get to meet Mr. Bergstrom next week. I did not know who voiced Mr. Bergstrom until I looked at it earlier. Who is it? Dustin Hoffman. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, So anyways, uh, we look forward to being here with you next week. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. And until then, smell you later. You don't want to throw any more uh, factoids here at the very end? My cat's name is Mittens. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.